welcome back to another episode of Hiring Advantage. I'm Chrissy, and guys, if I sound a little bit excited in this episode, that is because I am. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking all things interviewing, and interviews are my fave subject within the hiring process. Not that I don't love all of it, but if I had to pick a subject to talk about all day and every day, it will be interviews, and you're going to find out so much about why in this episode. So, what else is going on at Hiring Advantage? Well, for me personally, it's been a busy time. I made a house move recently with two little kitty winkles. So we're adjusting there. If anyone's moved house with small children, it is intense and beautiful. Um, but we've moved super close to the beach. So it's going to be a pretty fabulous summer. And can't wait to do some lovely beach walks and uh, spend my time keeping my kids out of the water. <laughs> There's two of them. So I do a bit of uh, running between the both of them. But it's beautiful where we've moved to. So I feel very lucky within business there's lots going on so if you haven't already had a chance to look at it make sure you download the free ultimate pre-hiring checklist it's a mini course so it literally steps you through everything you need to do to get your hiring process is kicked off safely, strategically, and it's a process that once you implement it into your business, you can use it over and over again. So it's skills for life. And I want every female small business owner who wants to hire and grow a team to do just that. So I'm here to make it as easy as possible for you. And the other thing is my beat around for the hiring playbook is coming to a close super, super soon. So I have had the most amazing women in that container and they are super big fans of the playbook and how much it has supported them with their businesses and yeah skills for life they're also you know maybe not quite as much but pretty passionate about hiring so i'm going to be sharing more of their feedback on the playbook but listen to me get excited about interviews guys absolutely forms a huge part of the playbook program it's something i talk to my clients about all the time and i'm so excited to share this info with you enjoy the episode Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hiring Advantage. Oh my gosh, I am so gosh darn excited to talk about today's topic, which is interviews. So if you ask any of the ladies in the Hiring Playbook program, what is my favorite hiring topic it is undoubtedly interviews. I love everything about interviews. So, you know, I interview on my podcast. And I absolutely adore it. But running interviews, I think is such an underrated skill set. And it's something that nobody really teaches us. So there is so much literature and articles and podcasts about how to prepare for an interview as the interviewee, yet we are so rarely educated on how to interview successfully. And, and this is an important skill because we are in a competitive job market and we need to make sure, as with all of our processes, that we're using an attraction strategy and, and we still need to be engaging our applicants at the interview. They need to walk out of that interview thinking, oh, I absolutely want that job. I had such an amazing time. And knowing all the information about the job so they can make informed decisions as to whether they take the job. Because remember, you're doing incredible recruitment processes where you're only interviewing really great applicants because you listen to my podcast. <laughs> so when I'm talking about interviews in this episode, I'm talking about your physical based to face interviews. I'm not talking about initial phone screen conversations. In For the purposes of this podcast, we're going to talk about when you actually bring that person in for a face-to-face interview or a Zoom interview. So you've probably had a conversation with them before to 
you know, see if they're available, make sure they hit the minimum requirements for your job. But this interview is all about understanding if they are the best person out of the most suitable applicants that you're interviewing and you want them in your business. In order to talk about this, what I can say, and you've probably experienced this, is if you've ever been to an interview as an applicant, if you ever come out of that interview where you know that you did everything where you prepared to be interviewed, remember you're the applicant in this scenario, you did all your preparation, you researched the company, you redid your resume, you you looked amazing in your outfit, you were so, so prepared, but you just came out feeling a bit ick. Now, I can tell you this happens, and so much of the time it's because the interviewer is not good, right? If they don't ask the right questions or they're not prepared, you can come out of that interview feeling really confused. And I think applicants do. I think they come out of the interview and they say, well, I don't know, it was a good interview. You know, it went for such a long time or it was too short. And I just didn't really understand the job. That is a sign of a bad interviewer. And that is not what you want. Your interview, like you've done so much work in the hiring process. Get them to the point where they're sat in front of you at interview. It needs to be a good experience for them. But you also need to have all of the tools to make the right decisions to hire your best applicant out of the different applicants that you interview, right? So in this episode, I'm going to talk about seven mistakes that I see at interview and how to avoid them so that you can be an interviewer superstar. So number one is lack of preparation. So what I don't want to hear... frankly, when people talk about going to interviews is I just want to have a really casual chat. I just want to talk about, you know, I just want to get to know you. We can just sit and it can be really casual, like maybe for a second interview. But remember, we're talking about your first face-to-face interview. There needs to be a level of preparation. People need to feel valued. Now, think about it from the other side. That applicant is prepared. They have applied on your advert They've probably redone their resume, written a cover letter or written application questions. They've submitted it. They've probably had a conversation with you. And then on the day of their interview, they will have done research on the job, re-gone over the resume. They've made an effort with their appearance. They've tested their tech if they're doing an online interview or they've looked up your location. Like they're prepared. They care. It is not reasonable for you not to respect that individual by not preparing, right? That You know, I, and I appreciate we're all really, really busy, but this does not have to be like war and peace. This is re-reviewing the job description or the advert, re-reviewing their application. So that includes their CV, their cover letter, any application questions they've done. If you have screened them, which I highly recommend. So if you've had an initial conversation with them about the role, it's reviewing those notes. So so you're not asking the same questions over again or they don't feel honoured that you've really listened to that conversation they have because they will remember it with you. And I know you've spoken to lots of people, but that's why note taking in that screening process is so important. So be prepared. And then the other thing is prepare an agenda. So every time I go into an interview, and this is something I teach all of my clients, you need to have an agenda and you actually break it down into time chunks as per the interview. So let's say that we are doing an hour long interview. You're going to have the time, you have five minutes at the start to make sure that they're sat down, that you've said hello, that you've introduced yourself, that you've had a bit of a chinwag. Then you're going to have time in that five minutes to run through the agenda. So you literally tell them in this interview, it's going to go for an hour. First of all, We're going to hand over you to talk about your experience. That'll be about 10 minutes. So talk me through your resume. I might ask some questions. Then we're going to hand back to me for 10 minutes to talk through a little bit about the role. And then I've got 25 minutes of interview questions. It's about five questions. It'll be about five minutes each. And then we've got 10 minutes at the end of the interview for any questions that you might have. And we'll talk about next steps in the process. Now, being prepared makes you a really strong interviewer and also setting an agenda 
So people are nervous at interviews and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. But you telling them in the first five minutes of that unnatural interview environment exactly how the next hour of their life is going to go is very kind and very compassionate. And it makes you look like the professional that you are and that you're well rehearsed and planned. I told you I was a dork talking about interviews. I'm so, so excited about it. I love this topic. So the second mistake that I see people make is not allowing for nerves. So if you've ever been to an interview, even if you're really confident interviews, I love interviews. I love attention interviews. But you still get a little bit of butterflies in your stomach, right? I quite often, because I'm so excited and I really want to impress, there's a certain amount of time that it takes to warm up. That's why we don't dive into the interviews right away. We have that little bit of rapport building. And that's why the whole first 15 minutes of my interviews is I like to warm the applicant up by getting them to talk about the safe and the familiar So we have a little bit of a chinwag about how they got to the interview or how their day is or the weather and you're just warming them up and then they're going to spend 10 minutes talking about themselves, which they should be experts in, right? It softens them, it gets them going rather than you going straight into questions and like interrogating them, right? So it's warming them up and trying to ease those nerves. Now, some people will still be nervous because they really don't like interviews. I was exactly the same when it came to driving tests, right? And I'm sure loads of people are, but It's that feeling of being watched. It's that feeling of someone examining you. And some people just have incredible nerves about interviews. I think when we look at nerves in interviews, what you've got to ascertain is, is it nervousness around an interview in that natural environment? And if they're completely falling to pieces, are they going to be able to do their job? Because a lot of the time they will. They will never be in that scenario where they're doing that face-to-face engagement. And it it wouldn't matter on the day-to-day if they were a little bit nervy, if they're never interacting with your clients, for example. The the advice I would give to dealing with someone with nerves is treat them with complete kindness and compassion and empathy and soften yourself up. So soften up your body language, lean into them, tell them it's okay to be nervous. If they're like hot and sweaty, like take your jacket off. So you really empathize with that person because it's your job as an interviewer to get the best possible interview out of that applicant. You're making decisions for your business. So you want the best possible person of the three or four people that you're interviewing, right? And getting them to feel comfortable. And also this interview is like a barometer for how you're going to perform as their boss or their manager later on in the relationship. So The biggest tip is dealing with kindness. I've got an episode with the Elegance Advisor and she talks about interview nerves and that's her tagline is lead with kindness always. And I couldn't agree more in an interview setting. You're not there to grill them. You're not there to trip them up. Like you're going to ask some slightly complex interview questions and that's okay. But what we don't want is for them, we don't want to be inciting those nerves because it's not valuable to you and it's not kind. And also it doesn't speak highly of the brand of your business. So remember, this is continuously about engagement in the hiring process and you want to keep those people really engaged. The third mistake that I see business owners make is they talk a lot about themselves or a lot about their business and it takes up too much airtime in the interviews. So when I talked about that agenda, I talked about 10 minutes for talking about the role in your business and and really, you should only be talking about that for five five minutes. So you're talking a couple of minutes about the business and their creation story and then where this role fits in and then a little bit about the role. And within that block, you should have a bit of time for them to engage with you as well. Remember, you've got time at the end for interviews, so you don't want it going off on a tangent. But what you're trying to do in that section where you're talking about the business is they've already seen the job advert. It's like a refresher. So you're setting themselves up for the 25 minutes of interview questioning, right? So you re-explaining the role is sort of setting expectations of the questions you're going to ask that allow them to demonstrate whether they can do that job or not, right? (laughs) So it's all very strategic and planned in terms of an interview 
And that's why it's linear and that's why it follows the sequence. So think of if you're talking too much about yourself and your job, it's like going on a first date and talking about too much about yourself, right? So interviews are absolutely a two-way street. I talk about that all the time. You are trying to assess whether you can have a good working relationship with this person. You as the people leader, them as the worker, but it needs to be a match. It's about it being a match to make sure that you know, you're the right boss for them as well. It's absolutely a two-way street. So don't talk too much about yourself. It always sounds really ironic when I'm away on a on a podcast. <laughs> um, but I am not talking about myself. I'm talking about this subject. So number four is assuming that they've not got anything else on the go. And what I mean by this is you are very in the thick of your hiring process and all the applicants you've, you've spoken to and you've probably got a little bit of a relationship with this person by the time you bring them into interview but it is a mistake if throughout the whole hiring process you're not asking them about their wider job search because typically and it might not be the case and you might be really lucky but it is rare that an applicant has only put their resume out with one company and is only attending one process think of yourself if you decide you're looking for a job you're probably going through multiple recruitment processes speaking to different people so you need to manage this conversation right from the first time you speak to them and i typically ask the question of do you have anything else on the go you apply for many other jobs or you attend any other interviews so you want the opportunity to understand how urgently you need to move forward with them if you really like them and also to understand their priority like if they are completely sold on another interview then you need to understand that so you can also weight your preferences to other individuals potentially you need to know where they're at in terms of how quickly you move with them and then how you measure them against other applicants it is really really important what you don't want to do is put all your eggs in one basket with an applicant when their heart is already set on another role so don't assume they've got nothing else on the go don't lock on to one applicant either in that same vein so number five is bringing up overly uncomfortable conversations in the interview so interviews are there to help you decide whether they're the right person for the job but also help them decide if you're the right boss and whether this is the right company for them it's about really high engagement and really high vibes right you want them to leave that interview thinking she's awesome i so want to work with her what an amazing job and i really like that company and the vision and the direction it's going in what you don't want is i think people sometimes think they've got to have those conversations about pay and really nitty-gritty conversations about the role yes you're trying to assess whether they can do it and you're going to ask specific questions to ascertain their ability to do the job but i typically don't talk dollars at interview i have that conversation in the screening process and i might realign the conversation in the second interview but typically i ask very directly when i pick up the phone and phone screen them what are you looking at as an hourly rate or what are you looking at as a salary they've typically seen the salary or the hourly rate on the job so they know and if they're wildly unaligned you have a difficult conversation at that point in the screening conversation and then you document it because when you offer and you shouldn't really be interviewing people who are like wildly inappropriate in terms of their salary expectations when you offer you've got the information from that original conversation and you've got your information from the job so you don't want to have a really uncomfortable face-to-face conversation about salary in the interview because you're trying to keep the energy high and it can be a little bit awkward in that setting you absolutely need to talk about that those conversations offer and you need to talk about it before you interview i this is just this is my personal viewpoint i don't recommend talking about salary at the interview any other uncomfortable conversations look if they're if they're alluding to something that's happened in their personal life and they're volunteering the information you don't dig on that either 
and you also need to be aware of anti-discrimination laws so i highly recommend reading about that information i can add it to the show notes as well but there's certain things that you just should not be asking in an interview so i won't rehash that i've talked about that before but i'll add the anti-discrimination things but obviously anything that is bigoted <laughs> so you can't be sexist ageist um bigoted around their sexual preference it's just not appropriate in interviews so don't lean into anything in that place it's, it's not appropriate and it's not going to set you up for being a good interviewer now you'll notice i've just gone through point, point five and there's seven points in this podcast i'm not digging into specific interview questions because i'm going to talk about that another time this is more so about how to conduct an interview and how to make that person feel really comfortable and what mistakes to avoid but i will absolutely be doing another podcast that talks more specifically about structure and interview questions just in case you are wondering why i haven't covered that another one is number six which is not taking control in the interview so this goes back to having that agenda setting expectations at the the start but also what I see people do, and it, it does take a little bit of experience in terms of interviews to get this right, but sometimes you'll see people going off on an absolute tangent. So you've asked them a question and that person's either waffling away because they're really nervous or they've not quite grasped the question and they're going off on a tangent. It's also a bit of a skill on the interviewee part to succinctly ask a question and then stop talking. So what is actually really kind is to jump in and rescue that person. So I'll give you the example of someone who has not understand the question and they keep talking and talking. It, it's a waste of that time in that interview. So you'll just have to say, look, sorry to, sorry to stop you. I'm just going to rephrase a question because I'm not sure that you fully grasped it. And we'll go again. Is that okay? Be really, really kind about it. Or just say, that's that's great. You've answered the question and, and, and jump in and cut them off. You can't be afraid to do that. You have to take control. You can't let someone like hang themselves in the interview by keeping talking. And you do, your time is valuable. You need to stick to an agenda, right? It's not mean to talk over someone over the top of someone in this scenario you're actually just controlling the situation because what you don't want is for that person to talk and answer an interview question for 10 minutes when you've got other questions to ask it's just not appropriate right so it's not rude to jump over someone as long as you do it in a respectful manner uh, and just say and you know if, if they're continually waffling they're potentially not the right person for you right but also you know let's say you've got five interview questions in that 25 minute section and you've gone through one and two and they waffle you just you need to jump in and take control so say look you know thank you so much for answering the first two questions i'm looking for slightly more tighter concise answers because we've only got x amount of time left and i i, I really want to ask these questions to understand if you're going to be appropriate for the role so it's about taking control now when we talk about taking control what i love to reference here is like chat show hosts so i personally love graham norton you've got ellen you've got oprah all of those people but they are uber uber prepared for those interviews and all although they interview focus is on the person in the hot seat that interviewer commands control they're prepared they've got their cue cards they rein it back in they do actually jump over the top of people if they're talking too much and they keep it to time and this leads really beautifully into my last point point seven is they they close it up so if you think of like an ellen interview if you think of an ellen interview or a graham norton interview they usually have like a little bit of a wrap up the end of the interview like thank you so much it was so great to hear about you know hugh jackman's latest movie and you can see it in cinemas on these dates and this is what you need to do to purchase a ticket for example like it's very it closes really beautifully so you know that section of the conversation is over and you know the next steps because obviously <laughs> Hugh Jackman is going on the Graham Norton show because he's got a movie coming out and he's promoting it and that's why he's going on the Graham Norton show so his 
manager is dealing with the producers of the show to get that outcome, to encourage, to inform you of Hugh Jackman's new movie and to tell you when and where you can buy a ticket, right? I use that movie analogy for adverts in the hiring process for adverts, but it's sort of slides into interviews, right? You get to the end of your interview, you've had a really good time, but what you need to do is you need to very clearly explain what the next steps are in that interview process. So you're, you know, you're interviewing other applicants for this week you'll likely be making a decision early next week and you'll be in touch with them what you don't want is that person walking out of there and then going what's going on next like should i call them should i chase up they might contact you and say thank you so much for the interview and that's cool but what you don't want is them not knowing what's going on because that just leads to like more back and forth when i'm running a recruitment process i always want it to be their move i've made my move i'm in control i've lined up all my ducks they know what's going on it's always the other applicants move So at the end of the interview, you close out that process and you let them know what's going on. They know that it's their job now to wait until you make your next move. Like you've handed it over, there aren't any gaps. And especially if you've managed that with timeframes, it's incredibly helpful. So there is so much more coming on interviews. So hit me up with whatever you want to hear, but we can talk interview questions, interview structure, different types of interviews. Oh, it's so juicy. I love talking about this stuff. But if you want more intensive training, on interviews it does form quite a large part of the hiring playbook so there's multiple modules on this and we cover it for a whole week as well as doing a live presentation on it so i i truly believe everyone who is going to interview at some point should work on their interview skills because it really sets you apart it's similar to presentation skills which are really valuable as well but interview interview skills it's, it's about being kind it's about honoring your brand it's about making that person feel really comfortable and also you want to give yourself the best possible chance of securing the applicant that you want to work in your business i hope you love this episode as always i love i absolutely love a podcast review it would mean the world to me if you could jump on and give me a review and tell me what your thoughts were or feel free to share this with a friend who you think would get value out of learning all about hiring or small business i'm chrissy you've been awesome until next time thank you for listening to this episode of the hiring advantage podcast If you have any questions or love the show, head over to at Hiring Advantage on Instagram and let me know. If you learned something today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a review or shared this with someone else that you think would benefit from this knowledge. Until next time, happy hiring queens.